It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, here we are. We're here. You're here. We're talking about an 0-1 Nebraska football team. And it hurts. It hurts to say that. Bo Robert Root in the his house. It is uh, a Nebraska-Northwestern game recap. 31-28. Well. Four years in a row. Four, four years, years in a row. row. We've started our podcast <laughs> careers out with Nebraska losses on the season openers. Yeah. Think about that. No, five years. Five, five years. So four of the five years. Four, four of the five. The only opener they won was South Alabama in 2019. Other than that, it's been L's Correct. to start to start the Correct. season every year. Because the first first year first was Colorado. Year was, first year was rain out Colorado. Colorado. Second year South Alabama. There you go. Okay. Third year uh, Ohio State at Ohio State was the COVID year. Fourth last year Illinois and now Northwestern in Dublin Ireland. Just I mean, talk about just some right of the out worst, the gate. Some of the worst. Uh, some of our worst performances, also some of the worst luck, like drawing Ohio State, and also I, I think it's been underrated. The Akron thing, yeah, and yeah. The, the the rain out against Akron. I would say the underrated thing is, um, it's very unfortunate with a team that is not uh, ready to win like we've been that we get these like Illinois Northwestern like Western Conference. Uh, Big Ten schools to start the year. It's just because it, it's kind of a double dip. When you lose, it hurts. Right. It hurts not just like uh, the morale, but it also hurts like your in conference. Oh, for sure. For scoring. sure. Oh, like, it, ah. if there was ever a season that Nebraska needed to start the year with, you know, Frosted Flakes University, it was this year. Yeah. Just to get a dub under your belt, and but instead, it didn't happen. And what's amazing, you know. So, you know, I'll get emails, I'll get tweets talking about how our game recap pods, it's like, I always feel better after I listen to you guys, or it's, it's <laughs> therapy for me when I listen to you guys recap the games. All I got to say is we do have our work cut out for us to try to make people, when this podcast ends, where they are somehow feeling better well, about Well, I'll say this, just in general, I look forward to these as, as much as... Yes. I think we used to be scared, like, what are we going to... Like, it actually is always easy like it's easy to do these pods in terms of like there's content but i do feel better when it's over like i don't know well, what it is let's see let's i see. feel better when we're done talking because we like get it all out and then we look for what's coming but okay because i i agree but it'll be interesting to see if we actually can execute that again this year for this game yeah because what's amazing is and you know usually I'm like do you I, I didn't even game plan with you i'm like do we want to do this and then talk about this like i, I want to start I guess just for me, from a broad standpoint, like that game couldn't have gone worse. Not only because Nebraska lost, but how they lost. And the fact that Frost is front and center in that. And then also the way the team looked, there were major red flags from that game moving forward. And for Nebraska to be up 11 points twice, 14 to 3, and then 28 to 17 and lose is just it's incredibly disappointing 
to make all these changes. Five new coaches, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, 15 new transfers, a lot of new guys on the field. And still, that game looked and felt just like every other game has looked and felt. Yeah, I think I think that's that part's fair. Now, here's where I think we what we maybe need to dive into. I mean, we need to start with some of the the negatives, and I think there are some definite positives. Oh, there are some positive things that I. But like, it's also where we were good and bad was different than what I thought we'd be good or bad. Yep, at. and I think that's where if there are going to be some positive takeaways, it might be that. Um, but obviously, the negatives that, that I was not expecting. Uh, defined this year that I thought we had, you know, were strong in or had improved in. Um, that's where I'm. Uh, I think I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed how it went. Um, it, and it's it's going to be very hard to keep in the context of hey, it's the first game of the year. But really, it is still the first game of the well, year. Yeah, you know, what, like that's yeah. the part that Nick yesterday at four thirty. I talked to a few different. I made a couple phone calls because uh, you didn't pick my call yeah. up, and so I was calling people. And I was, I was hot. I was a little bit more hot after that game yesterday. It is a good. It's a good function to take a full day For before sure. we talk because, like, I can't. Like, I, I, I had to come down from like this. You know, oh, the world's ending to like, oh yeah, it is still the first game. It's one of eleven, and you never know how these things fall. So, uh, like I said, it's. It's way too early to probably to be like, hey, everything's fine. But like, yeah, it is still the here's, first game. Here's the hard part is like, and this is where I, I kind of just want to start here. I don't even want to start with like, let's talk about the offense and start with the good and the bad. No, where I want to start here is the fucking onside kick. Okay. That, I, mean, I want to start there. Okay. Because to me, that, that, it's indefensible. It is in, you can. It's a bad decision if you're hammered with your buddies playing Madden after you got home from the bars. Yeah, it is like it's truly an um, uh, it's an abomination. It. Let's just set the stage again. Nebraska leading up to the onside kick, incredible Casey Thompson scramble bomb to Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. <laughs> good play, unbelievable play. Yeah, gets down inside the red zone. Then the other thing that happens, just I'm going to really go bit by bit here. Nebraska actually catches a break yeah. on a shaky pass interference call that gets them first and goal, where we always sit here and bitch and moan and complain about not yeah. catching breaks. Is that Nebraska caught a break. Yeah. Okay. Then Nebraska scores a touchdown. Nebraska kicks off. First play for Northwestern. They pop a long run. Buford, hat, hat on the ball, fumble, Nebraska recovers. Two plays later, Anthony Grant, 46-yard touchdown run, and boom, Nebraska is up 28-17, to 17, 14 unanswered points in four total plays from scrimmage. Yeah, and I think I know how I felt. Like, I remember just looking over at my wife and like, I had relaxed. So like did, I had so relaxed. Did, I was like, and I was like, I was like, and now we just we're on our way to a probable victory. Yes, that, that's the feeling that that sort of came over me. So I, I do. How, how you call an onside kick in that moment? Like, I I can't believe the coaches didn't blow out the speakers in the headset screaming 
after Frost suggested we're going to onside kick it, that it was like, no! Like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. What? How can I get his head coach? But how did someone go like, you're going to do what? Here, Here's, here's like, there's two two parts to why this is wrong. Okay. This is, I, I thought about this play more than any other thing really last night. Like this play. I've it's the about. defining play from the game. Yeah. Because here's, here's where this is why it's a two part wrong. It's not just one part wrong. It's two part wrong to me. Cause there's philosophies. There's like play to win and play to make the other team beat you. Right. Yep. And everybody's very frustrated right now that, we're watching teams play us as make them beat us, right? And, yep. th- and that we want to play that way. So the, the philosophy of we're always trying to be aggressive and win, that sort of, I think it's still the mindset that came out of Oregon UCF that really worked there. So I, I understand, okay, I'm not saying there's one philosophy that works. Both of those can work. They've made it, you know, Frost made it work at UCF. He made it work. He made it work at Oregon, right? I think there were circumstances that made that happen better there, though, right? So, but I am more of a make a team beat you. When you're better, make them beat you. Like, yes, m- make them like not make a mistake. And so that's one part of it. Yep. The second part of it is <laughs> whatever you do, you better be good at. Right. Do you do you feel like we were good at onside kicking? Like our kicker was good at that? No, he didn't look like he knew how to do it. No. And it wasn't at a time where it, it was like even close to being executed, right? So that tells me like weren't we weren't good at that. So we should have never done it, let alone at the worst pro not the worst moment, but a very a very much the a wrong moment in the game. Right. How? It's not there could be worse moments, but that was not a good moment. No. Right. Sometimes okay, it's the first half, it's zero zero. It doesn't matter as much like the momentum was going back and forth, and it was it, that, at that point, it was just in terms of momentum, it's like Nebraska absolutely had it. not worth, yeah, not worth the risk. You usually want to do those when you need a spark. That's exactly right. Not versus like when you've got the spark lit, that's right? It, that's just it. You usually, the only time you onside kick is when you have to, like it's late in the game, there's a minute left, you got to try to get the ball back. Yeah. Or to your point, you you need a change in the complexion of the game, yeah. and you're trying to capture some of that momentum. Yeah, Nebraska had all of the momentum. We're, we're up two scores. Like we're up two scores. We're not down. Like if we're down eleven. Um, I understand the risk. The risk reward of that goes up. It, it, even Frost said it himself. I mean, this is where I'll give Frost credit. Took responsibility. He didn't say if I had a chance to do it, it was the right call. He says if I could have it back, I'd take it back. He yes. knew he knew it's the wrong call. So I think we, you know, let like we can beat him up about this, or we can go like, look, he made a mistake. He did. He made a mistake. I think he understands immediately what a mistake I, he made. Because uh, whenever a coach says, "I wish I had," I I would not do that again. Because coaches don't like saying no. that. You know they but, don't. But I just like the couple things within that. Like the onside kick is like, it's just because I understand what you're saying. Like we all have to understand that like this dude, you you can, you know, a tiger is going to be a tiger whether he's in the jungle or he's yes. wherever, right? Like he he is a guy that is kind of like this. He's reckless with his risk taking. 
and he's a little he's he's one of the that's just how he is. But to me, it's just after four years of being in the Big Ten and four years of self-inflicted wounds and four years of losing close games and just four years of losing, to me, that call, that decision shows such a lack of learning, evolving, that it's that it is really alarming to me. Where it's well, like, wow. It's I I do think it's like it's almost it's the weird dynamic of what's hard is when things go bad for you, uh, like they have for us. And, you know, we like a lot of it's self-inflicted, a lot of it's unfortunate breaks. But then you're always pressing too much. Right. You're pressing your luck when you don't need to be pressing your luck. Like when you're the house, like the house doesn't take risks. Right. No. Like when you go to Vegas, yeah. the house just says, I'll let you all keep playing until you all lose your money. Keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and now I have it. What are the guys that are pressing their luck and the gamblers doing? Like they're winning doubling sometime down, and, they're and they're doubling down, yeah. and then they're feeling good. And what do they? What does the house want them to do? Double down just one more time. Yes, and then you lose it all. Like that's the hard part about when you're the person still pressing. Like because things haven't gone well, we're pressing. We're doing an onside kick because he wanted to win. Like. In the game there here's what I, versus just letting the house do its job, right? right? Because that's what because here's his quote. His quote is this frost everything he said, I made that call, so it's on me. I thought all the momentum was on our side, so I thought we could end the game. And to me, it's like in the game. Nick, there was nine minutes left in the third quarter. There is twenty-four minutes of football left Nick, in the game. Nick, You're trying to end the game? Nick, it's the gambler's mindset. Like it's it's it is pressing your luck. Because you think you got it rolling, right? You yeah, think it's, it's rolling. Now's the time to capitalize. But really, your odds of that play are still terrible, right? <laughs> no, like, but I just feel like that. It, it's just such a and Nick, thing, especially like, if you're not if you're not good at it. Which I'm telling you, the way that kicker li- walked up to the ball, telegraphed it, and kicked it means that guy I don't trust. That means he shouldn't have been trusted. He didn't know how to execute it. But even but but even to push back a little bit, even if he was the greatest onside kicker in the world, kick it deep. There's nine minutes left. You're up twenty. That's why 17. it's double. Do you see why it's double yeah, bad? Two parts. He wasn't good at it. I don't even. care if you have like a guy that is like I have spent my entire life. But I'd rather that guy onside. do that then. Right. But even so, I'd be like, no. I know, Nick. Kick it. Deep. Even if you're the best, if you're the the world's onside specialist, like like my name is. Oliver onsides, and I—it's all he does is he's the master of trick onside kicks, right. and he fakes it. I still think it's the wrong time of game yes, to do it. I don't care if it's like he's never—he's 114 out of 114 on onside kicks. I'd be like Oliver onsides. But you know what? <laughs> sit this one out. <laughs> you know we're doing Terry if, touchback. Yeah, you're in the game, and Different. Terry. But if Oliver onsides is on your team, <laughs> I will say this: you probably onside kick more than normal. Right. But we don't got all of our onsides. That's <laughs> so. Just, that's the other part of the problem is like, I was as much disappointed with like, like sometimes I actually like the one where you know that they don't have a center guy and you dribble yeah, it right you, in the yeah, middle and you, and you sprint at it. Like we kicked it at an angle, telegraphed it, and right kicked it right to a guy. I mean, it's so bad. Everything about it is so. So bad. I'm guaranteed the kicker biffed part of. His execution, which made it look worse, but it makes no excuse for the time of the call 
it's it's the it's a gambler pressing right, right there. because I will say, and this is I'm I'm being for real with this. I can blindfold myself and run across old Cheney and get to the other side. Yeah. Just because I got to the other side doesn't mean it was a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> so they could have recovered the onside kick because you get some people, it's like, if if Nebraska would have gotten it, everybody would have been like, oh, how about that call from Frost? No. All I know was the second he pulled up and that ball was touched and it went to an onside, I screamed, what? <laughs> Even before, like, even with the guy, it was a horrific decision. Like, uh. I mean, and and clearly there was a pivot point after that. After that play, everything changed. Nebraska outscore Northwestern outscores Nebraska fourteen to nothing. The Northwesterns oh, here's their offense after the onside kick: forty plays, two hundred and fourteen yards, fourteen points, five point three yards per play. By the way, they also missed a chip shot field goal, too, so it should have been 17 nothing. Yeah. Nebraska, after the onside kick, offensively, 23 plays, 85 yards, zero points. Like, it is, you can point to a, you know, people are like, well, it wasn't just that play that cost the game. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, there's always a bunch of different things, but, like, what was the biggest play? That was the biggest play of the game. That So, so the reason why that play is the biggest play of the game, right, is because it is... It is the definition of beating yourself. Yes. That that is the problem with it. Like it didn't make or break the game necessarily, more than the blown coverage or, you know, throwing interceptions, right? Those all equal right. to to losing, right? But the that one was more of a beat yourself play than almost anything we've seen. I guess that's what I just don't I mean, understand. Like, you know, after 4 years of cheddar bobbing yourself, why even grab the gun to potentially cheddar bob yourself? Nick, why? Nick, like, it, Frost, it is. Why? Nick, it, I'm telling you, like, the, what were you the thinking? Re- Nick, why does anybody keep doubling down in a casino? Yeah, it's this, I'm telling you, the reason why the casino this thing time it's gonna be different. is because you, like, you think your odds are better because you've just won more. Like, I mean, because you've won a couple hands, you think you have a better chance to win the next hand. And it's just not the case. Like, the house. Like oh I get yes it's, basically and, that, and, and you know the, who's the the quintessential house is basically all the Big Ten West the basically bi- Ferentz, Paul Christ Pat Fitzgerald they sit there and just like hit the ball they just yeah. hit the ball back right into the middle of the tennis court to you and they're waiting for you they're waiting for Nebraska to just throw up on themselves th- or for the yes, casino analogy they are the house it's like go ahead. Good, just keep on. Ooh, it's I got. Been, I gave you two face cards. It's you double been. Down here. It's been a like a a test of philosophies, and like we talk about the yes. philosophy so much, and like it seems like there's been this. There has been, I think, a learning curve that they, that has happened. But you can see though the old philosophy creeps up in these moments. Right. That to me is what it is. I think we are we're transitioning. To a new philosophy. I just think it's painful when you watch us do it for three, four years straight of these, like, they're one philosophy, we're the other, and Nebraska was always on the other side of it. Right. So we've been the other side, and so we hate seeing us be the team that takes the risks, makes the mistakes, and lets the other team, like, uh, or beats ourselves or whatever. Yeah, I, so. I just fr- I, it's just frustrating for four years to be the shoot yourself in the foot, beat yourself team, and then make a decision like that. But as we're sitting here and playing like, you know, 
we're, we're going in the psychology world of things. I think two things I've thought about with that decision for Frost, because I've literally, it's it, again, it's in, indefensible. It makes no sense. But if you try to like think about it, I think two things. I think, number one, he even brought it up in the press conference. I wonder if there's a part of him that felt like he had preached. I preached to the guys, we're going to go out there and we're going to, you know, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to let it That's rip. It. And I felt like it, it was like his moment to be like, I've told these guys we're going to be aggressive. Now I need to make an aggressive decision. Nick, that is exact. That's what I was trying to convey with the like. That's a philosophy, though. That's what he wants to convey. Like, and so he still that. wants to be that. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping. Well, here's the thing: that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. I also think, as I'm getting way in the weeds here, but I think it's it's actually got some merit to it. This was Think about this. This was the first football game in over 10 years that Scott Frost coached in that he didn't call the plays. Yeah. Okay. That leaves you a lot of time on the sidelines. You want to do something where you want to get involved (laughs) where I, I think he felt like I got to I got to put my fingerprint on this game. I got to interject myself into this game. I got to do something to make it so I'm a part of this game. And I think he wanted to show that his special teams are better and making right. making a play. So, I think like and that's where like you're letting the outside influence the inside. And I but I do think you're right. I think not calling plays is gave, was a problem was for a him. problem for him yes, yesterday where he, he even admitted it. Yes, like, he was like, "Oh, it was hard for me." I think he sat over there and We've all like, you know, when you feel like, man, you got, I got to get involved somehow in anything. You can be at a meeting. You ever been at a business meeting? Like, I haven't like, said anything. I better in like say 15, something. I better, yeah, I think that that quarter two projection's good. You're like, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Fucking like idiot. <laughs> trust, you know, like, trust me, I work for a big company. <laughs> sometimes you feel like you need to say something. If you don't got anything to say in those meetings, don't, don't say, say anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's where I, I'm, I feel like dude was sitting over there and just needed to get involved i mean and, and i uh, here's the thing they prepped it they saw something right they had it in the book then they you know it, uh, it's just I, that that they're paid to make those decisions though right yeah it just drives and, me, it's and just, they and they're not perfect and scott frost is not perfect he even said so uh, so like all right i think this is we <laughs> came out swinging but I, I also think like look he, the guy made a mistake i, I we also like we got it like be be able to recognize like sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah, you're not going to be you're not going to bat a thousand on every yeah. decision you make on the sidelines. It's just frustrating. Like, I mean, 
I don't even know what the analogy is. Like imagine for four years you you do something and it screws you for so I don't even and then like the first opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> the first opportunity to not do that, he does it. But you know what's the, the problem in our past has never been the call. It's always been the execution, right? right. This was the call. Yeah, this was just a horrific... The decision to do it so, was terrible. So I, just, I, I think I would that, love that's to, what's I, new. I think the decision to do that, like, we are going to do this, and it's not the right time to do it, that's new. I just, I wish I could have been, I don't know how these things go from a coaching standpoint, I just wish I could have been on... There, I can't imagine if you put that thing to a vote that it... that. Basically, everybody on the staff would have voted no. All in favor of onside kick? No. Well, this, I mean, I think the, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's tough. I, I think. Who knows? I just can't. I'm just amazed that that that, that even got to like. It, that's I, a two-person decision, though. That's special teams coach and the head coach. Right. I just, unbelievable. But, you know, Dirk, because Dirk and his column, brought up the whole like he that that play reminded him of Mike Riley's third and seven call at Illinois in 2015 where he threw it because that's a decision that the call the call is the mistake not even the execution yes like, it's just it's the too, wrong it's the usually wrong call. the execution is the problem and the you know it's like execution discipline blah 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 game game time management things right. like that right those are the things that usually we've been we talk about. We usually never have with Frost been like it wasn't a good call. It, it's it, like how many times do you think in the history of football? And it'd be t- impossible because there's just too many football games to analyze. How many times do you think someone's kicked an onside kick in that situation? They've they've scored 14 straight points. They're up 11 with 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 24 minutes of the game left, and they kicked an onside kick. Do you know who where it wouldn't? And this is and this is why this is where it's tough. It's like if you're a team that if, if Ohio State did that, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because they've already got like sort of like they're established. They've been established. They're not coaching for their jobs. They're not coaching for their fan base. Like, right. They're just playing to win games because they're Ohio State right now. They're like, we could have done that in 1995 and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. It wouldn't have mattered. But like, there's so much pressure on us from, from the last few years to win and the staff to win that like, it makes that an unacceptable, like it's, it's the sad well, part about where we're at. It's like, you can't do anything because of the way it, it like and, is going to affect the big picture. You know? And, and he's, he's still, and this isn't a new thought, but it's a real thought that he's, he, he lived in a world in, at Oregon and at central Florida where you could just, it was like, there's no consequence. There's no, well, well like there's not, there's not any consequences. Cause like, okay, if I only have this is my last forty bucks and I double down with that, well now I'm out of money. Yeah. But if I got I got four grand in my pocket and I doubled down, well I got four grand in my pocket. I'll just buy more chips and we're back at it. Yeah. He lived in a world at in, in Oregon where the the up tempo offense, the Chip Kelly stuff was so far. You're getting forty or fifty you're, you're points getting, every it, game. It didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. They went for two 
every time they scored because who gives a shit that we're going to get the ball back and we're going to score. Yeah, and, th- and there's a there's a high it's, school coach out there in the country. I've watched some. Yeah, the team. HBO thing. Yeah, that he, he onsides every every he never he right. never punts and he onsides. Like there are those people, but there's no consequences for that guy. Right, right. Like when there are consequences, like f- take the NFL. There's a reason why the NFL doesn't do that shit. Right. <laughs> because there's consequences, yes. right? Like you can't like the margin of error is too small. When the arv- when the margin of error is that small, you just you can't be quite as risky. And I think that's the part that that he going from from yeah. the world of they got to do that at Oregon. They got to do it at UC, UCF. UCF. And now it's just like we've ran into a buzzsaw in the Big 10 because like we're not set up to beat that system right now. No, and that's We're what's not. frustrating is you like, you know, there are consequences. It's frustrating that he should know that there are consequences because he's lived in those consequences for four straight seasons. I, I here's what's hard though. He got to where he was by playing aggressive. Right. And kicking ass. He kicked ass for a decade being aggressive. Right. And so maybe to him, he's like, listen, man. I'm gonna because you're. I know you. You're Mister. Like you got to have your thing and got to hang your. Yeah, hat I'm identity. That's I'm identity. You, you got to. You know, like that's who always you are been is you. who you are, and you got to ultimately. But like at the same time, there hits a point where like when when it just flies in the face of reason and logic and results, then the, now you're just being stubborn. Well, and, and that's and, but that's been the last four years. It's and, and you know now he you know he's went from calm plays. Right, trying to just we're gonna outscore, we're gonna outrun everybody um, to like we're gonna change our tempo, we're gonna change things, we're gonna change the offense to now like I'm giving up the play call, we're going more pro style, um, we're gonna be more of like a bend don't break defense and like we're trying to change it. That's a huge change on him though, like right. and you can feel it. And it's like that's what's like that's kind of the story of this year is like the change is like. Almost all the way there, and that was a revert back. Yes, and it might have caught. I mean, it, I think it cost him the game. I mean, I, I really think they kicked that thing away. You never know, but I think you kick that thing away more Nebraska times than wins. not. You probably win. Yes, right? if you play the game out ten times where they do it different. Yes, more times than not, you probably win. Okay, so. do you want to go to the defense or to the offense? Um. I think we should let's stay We've negative. Been negative. Okay, no. to get our negative out. <laughs> you wanted to stay negative. Maybe we should go positive for a minute because we just went well, but, so well, the hard, we went so negative. Well, there, we just yeah. talked for thirty minutes about <laughs> about the onside kick, but that's I I was racking my brain of like how to get into the game like that. That was the biggest thing oh. from the actual game itself. Yeah. So here's the problem: is like okay, let's talk about the offense. There, there's going to be some positive things, but there's going to be some really, really some some negative things as well. I guess do you want to get the ball rolling initially with I mean because I think you and I both felt like overall if someone said from if you're going to zoom way out and someone asked you was the offense better or worse than you thought it would be I'll be honest the offense actually was a little better than I anticipated Nick, it to be They were a pleasant surprise to me I I was actually very happy with what I saw I was very impressed with Casey Thompson Yes I I didn't know he had that kind of game uh, from what the limited I, stuff I saw from him just this spring and you know a little bit this fall camp, like I just didn't know what I was getting. Right. We talked about that on our our preview pod. We were like, our last concerns. topic was like, 
What are you going to get from... How good is Casey Thompson? I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I think he looked pretty good. I thought our receivers uh, looked pretty good. I mean... The, I, two, I, the two look good. Yeah. I, Palmer I, and Isaiah Garcia... Or Isaiah Garcia... Isaiah, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Castaneda, yeah. So, but I mean, uh, Trey Palmer's a legitimate deep threat. Like, you, he'll take the top off. Homeboy never has his mouthpiece in. Either. Never. That, that thing is... He, just... <laughs> kind of drives me nuts. Palmer! Mouthpiece! Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry, coach. Sorry. Gotta go. <laughs> Got another post to run. Uh... I oh, know, no, he's kind of a confident dude too. So I, I think, I mean, I think big, he's full of confidence. I love it. I mean, dude had his mouthpiece in zero plays. Yeah, he's. Uh, but so anyway, <laughs> I don't know how great the hands are or any of our receivers. Like, I felt like there's a lot of like kind of drops. Oh yeah, well, there's um, a lot of like yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that. But uh, my takeaway was this, and this might be a little strong, but like, can you ever remember us as a? passing team which has been the last 20 years we were a running team for 40 we became a passing team with bill callahan so about you know roughly 18 18 years right so have we ever looked that crisp as we did the first half throwing the ball like no. like like the ball was out on time on target for an entire half in a way that i've never seen at nebraska yeah i mean i totally agree the first half was Really, really impressive. I mean, yeah. so I mean, I mean, Casey Thompson threw for 355 yards in his debut and looked sharp. I mean, the touchdown pass to Garcia Castaneda yeah. was a was a dime. And there is something to like quarterbacks that just like like their look and their demeanor in the pocket. Like he's got that poise and that presence. That is, he impressive. stays in there too. He stays I, in there. I keep he, thinking he's going to run. He yeah. didn't run once. No, and he was more mobile than he's a little more mobile than you think he is. You know, he's not as quite as fast and elusive as Adrian, but he's but fast he's, enough to like get out of the pocket and throw the ball down the field. And he, the play he made where he scrambled and he and he, he threw that. I mean, that was a unbelievable play to just get the ball off. Um, so like he he. I was, I was like I said, I'm, I, I, you could say okay, his second half, he got off target, like he just got well, out of there rhythm. There are a couple things with it to me. The because yeah, I'm totally with you. He was much better in the first half than he was in the second half. The second half, he was six of fifteen, or maybe down the stretch, he was six of fifteen with two picks. Yeah. His picks were a little like the ball. The balls were were the receivers played receivers, a part. It looked like yes. the receivers like were getting didn't beat. get their he- or they were get getting head around beat to the breaks by yes. the DBs. Right. So they weren't necessarily just horrendous passes, but I thought a couple of things impacted his lack of rhythm or some of his struggles. First of all, Vocalette getting hurt really hurt the offense. Yeah. I think you you can't underestimate the fact that you had he had minimal run game support. Yes. Throughout the game. That 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 hurts. And then he got hit a lot. Yeah. And though those hits, like there's a cumulative effect. We we brag on he like he stood in there and all that stuff. But like yeah. you stand in there long enough for three quarters and you're getting hit every time you're throwing, it just it's gonna it's gonna wear on you a little bit. Yeah. And then the wide receivers had some drops too. So 
like his and, struggles. And Palmer had a deep a deep post that got interfered with on yes. Dad. That that one hurt too. But he also had so he got that because that pass interference was way worse than the one that actually got called yeah. that set up a touchdown for Nebraska. He also missed Palmer on a deep post that would one have been a two, touchdown. Yeah, two two of them like they just he yes. overthrew him and but but I guess for me like in terms of positives and we'll get into this maybe at the end. I mean we'll get to it here like. If you're if you're asking me what okay if you have to say the most positive thing from that game if you have to be glass half full for the season, I think Casey Thompson's a good enough player that, to win with. That and that was that's the part where like it took me thinking about that like cooling down and thinking about okay let's think about this season right first game of the year all new offense new coordinators all new skill position guys new quarterback some new members of the line like w- like we were at times better than we were a lot of last year yeah with all new guys um so to me like like okay you can t- like we didn't get it done but like the positive is, is like that's the first game so that's when yeah. i said hey it's still the first game like it's these guys have been together like a month right you know like let's let's give it some time right um, and in time, maybe like we're more explosive. Okay. Um, so I, I think that on the offensive side, you can say there's some definite positive. So um, now I, and the other, here's another positive. We're, we're sticking to that theme. Look at us. Uh, it was one of the cleaner games for pass blocking that I've seen. I was going to say the pass protection. Now, granted, I said Casey got hit a decent amount, but like, oh, for the most part, the pass protection was not terrible. Compared to the last yes. couple of years, that's my like. I'm comparing it to like the last couple of years, and I thought we were it was a cleaner pocket, especially the first half. And you know, uh, that's a good sign. I don't know. Yes. Prohaska I got Prohaska and Cochran on the left side. And you got the BBs, the BB boys on the right side. <laughs> By the way, we had, we had a great. Uh, what would you call that? A gift? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, uh, the yeah the. Picture that was sent to us. Oh yeah, the, the BGs. Yeah, the BGs, but the BBs. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, the BBs. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's a positive. Now, uh, the run game though. Well, that's what, so me, that was gonna be next thing. Give like me your take on the run game. Well, I'm, I mean the the biggest concern or one of the biggest concerns from the offense to me is that it the offensive line got no push. Yeah, Nebraska could not run the ball. There were not. There, there were not gaping holes outside of Grant's one touchdown run. Yeah. Um, and it's just hard. Like, we heard all offseason from Frost about, hey, you know, Donnie Raiola's got those guys. They're going to – they're firing off the ball, blah, blah, blah. And you just didn't see much of that at all. Um, yeah. So uh, – and then, I mean, once again, I felt like the running backs – I thought both the Northwestern's running backs look like they were better than any running back Nebraska has. Now, maybe that's a product of the line that they're yeah. running through. But again, like I thought Grant looked okay. And Grant, then Grant yeah. looked, he has one, the one run, the was, one nice. run was like nice. He, 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 he broke and But you know what? He didn't really look like he had his feet under him. If that, does that make sense? Like he looked uncomfortable running. And I think that's like the first game jitters. I think, I think we had first game jitters from a lot of guys out there. Right. I I would say there's a lot of the new guys and a lot of the young guys 
haven't played a lot of football, and it showed to me. Yeah, like it just even showed the three just running backs part. they showed. I mean, so Grant's a junior college transfer. Yant, we know his, yeah. you know his background. He didn't play very much last year, and then AJ Allen was a third running back. You're talking about a true freshman went to prom a couple months ago. That's you know, like, like so. I was a little with the running back rotation, though. I, Yant got more time than I was anticipating getting. Anticipating him getting. Ramir was a was a. I don't think he played Nick. He did. I, so, I didn't so it's see. Like, I didn't rep, see Ramir on the floor. Not a rep field. from Ramir. Not a rep from Gabe Irvin. Like if you had so said who are the who are going to play, I would have said, I would have said Irvin or Grant are going to start, and Ramir would be my guess, right? Yes. And Ramir didn't. I don't think he played. I don't think he got on the field. Which tells me that like maybe he isn't ready as a receiver, which I'm. I think that yeah, that, that position that you got to be able to do it. it. Yeah. Um, but we also when we ran, we ran pretty basic stuff. Like we it seemed like we brought in the fullback because remember we were pinned a lot too. Like yeah. So I, oh, their I think, punter was like. And Nick, I think we we want to, I, I we. I think Whipple wants to throw the ball. Yes. I mean, I think he wants to throw the rock. He's always thrown the rock. Um, but I think I think that was, if there is, if you read between the lines of Frost's... Uh, the post-game Post-game. I think he wants more complexity in our running attack. I think he thought the run game was a little too basic, maybe. Um because that's one thing I think he does, like, kind of does a little bit more creatively, creatively than a lot of people is he has a really unique running attack. But um, so I think that was probably for him. He was like, I would, you know, he he's here's the place I would want to call, and he's struggling trying to right. turn the reins over. But we didn't really try to commit to the run, and I think the issue with me is late in the game we were throwing interceptions uh, that fourth quarter where I think. Northwestern went to the run. We should have maybe tried to go to the run, see if, you know what we could have done with that. But The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. But here's, here's the problem with the, the only thing to push back on that. Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought Frost's comment, the quote, the, the quote after the game is bullshit. Like the whole thing, him say, I think our offense, this is a quote, a quote, I think our offensive staff has to learn you've got to be a little more creative in this league. That is a shot at Mark Whipple. But is he talking about him? I mean, that's, I mean. Because yeah. when because that's what I thought. I was like, oh, is he, I mean, he's maybe, is that everyone? When you say in this league, you would only say in this league if this is your first time in this league to me. Yeah. And to me, it's like, this is game number one of this. Yeah. And it's like the thing that I think is hilarious about that is like 
Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, they're super elaborate and and creative with how they run the ball? You know, I'll say as Northwestern, they, they don't look like they're they actually were doing a lot of stuff that's like hard to defend. I mean, they were doing a lot of like, you know, those sort of like uh, run pass, like everything was play run pass, a lot of play action, a lot of stuff that made those you had pull, the edge you had a lot guys. Of pullers. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's not necessarily like it doesn't look complicated, but I think it's like there's a lot going on there too. Where ours was, I mean, it was fairly basic stuff. I mean, ours you would have like, a better eye for that than, than I would. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just like I, I, I don't want to get too deep in the comments because I I would love no to I know see I don't what, either I, just, I don't know I wrote exactly that down because I'm like I, I mean. It, it just, it struck me as like, wow, you are going to like, it's, it struck me as a shot at Whipple. I, I don't know. I, I would, I'm going to give Frost the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't taking a shot, that he has an explanation for it. So, But either know. way, who cares? We're now yeah. in high school drama world with that stuff. Yeah. All I know is the, the run, it's concerning though, where again, football is hard if you can't line up and like, move the line of scrimmage, and run the ball at all. Yeah. And really, you take away that 46-yard run, and I know that's kind of lame to do stuff like that, but, like, there was not a lot of – there there was not a lot of real estate and and hay made in the run game. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's same same way, though. Like, I think running backs, finding the guy um, that's seeing the field, too. I, I think sometimes it's no holes. Sometimes it's running backs – you know, got I didn't him. see a lot of room. Did you see a lot of room? There were a couple I saw times some, there was like to me, like there was no, there was like we had no threat to bounce ever. You know, like yeah. we had no outside runs and nobody was no. There was no vision to the outside. It was very much like if there's a hole, I have a chance. If it's not, like nobody was was making anything outside of that. Which sometimes you need a running back to just make a play. Um, so I don't know. I I I think that's. That's to be determined where our run games. I don't know that we can't run the ball. I just don't know that we really committed to it. Yeah. I think we were trying to throw the rock. How do you see the running back rotation now? Like, I don't know. The fact I'm a that little Gabe, lost with I that. think Gabe Irvin had a really good scrimmage and kind of elevated, and I thought he was going to play. So the fact he didn't even get a carry um, and he was behind because three of was Yant. Yant came in early because they were penned in their own goal line. And do you think they brought in Yant because they were just going to like yeah. basically ram it up the gut a few times? Yeah, I think he's they- our big back for, you know, right now. He was the big back for goal line and for when we were backed up. Because he because the carries, because Grant had 19 carries and the other two had three apiece. Yeah. So, so Grant, he, took, Grant took the, the mo- majority I mean, of it. I think he's he's put himself in a position to keep playing but um, i just well, overall i would say i walked away from it going casey thompson good enough to win with good player yeah trey palmer good player i think garcia castaneda good player um vocalek 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 sure. yeah good player everybody everything else the o-line the ability to blow people off the ball the running backs is all i i left concerned i don't want to say yeah. i left going like oh they are you you immediately just declare them they are cannot run the ball who knows our running backs look better than they did last year yes but even grant grant in his first game he got 100 yards kudos yeah 
So I'm not going to complain about that. Had a nice run. What I would like to see is like, is he going to be a guy that can get his feet under him and just gets more comfortable and get guns get better? Because that can happen for sure. Um, so I think there's some. I'd like to see where we go at the running back position. Like, can Irvin and Ramir come and make an impact? Uh, somebody's got to be a guy there, and I think right. there could be. Um, I just didn't think I saw it the, that game right. Right. Did um, you? Did you? Uh, this I don't know why I wouldn't have thought this. Were you expecting tempo? Because they 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 actually like. Played where they got up on the ball and snapped it quick. Were you expecting that? I, I I was. I guess I never really critically. It's funny how you didn't ask yourself a simple question like that. Like, I don't think we played near the tempo we did the last no, couple but, years. But, so. No, it wasn't like the old school like yeah. Oregon tempo. But like they they would get up on the ball and snap it relatively quick. Yeah, at, no, at, I, in spurts. I guess I I felt like it was. It felt like a calmer, slower. Yes. I felt like it felt slower. Um the normal. And I guess I kind of expected that with, with Whipple. I right. just, expected I wasn't sure be... what we were going to see there. And we saw tempo in, in situationally. Yeah. But yeah, it, the offense, I think it's hard because everything's relative to what your expectation level was, maybe heading into it. I think maybe this is a window into my expectation level was, was relatively low. And I felt like the offense, especially the passing attack showed some promise they seem confident throwing the ball. I mean, Nick, I just have never seen us wanting to throw like that. Right. Like traditional, like pro style, like throw concepts. Like we we were just more comfortable throwing it than running it almost. But yeah, but that's Isn't a little, that weird? Yes, but it's a little, I mean, it is a little concerning. If you can't, again, if you can't line up and run the ball, and, and again, it might have been a commitment thing, but... I didn't. I also. I'm not ready to. Like I said, I'm not ready to declare it. But I l- walked away from that game. I had concerns about the offensive line and the rushing attack, and there was nothing in that game to calm those concerns. I am still very concerned about Nebraska's ability to line up and run the ball. Well, I I think, like for me, like maybe that's a part of why we like we we onside kick is because we don't think play defense and run the ball and win the game. Right. right. I mean that's. This is back to philosophy, and um, I, I think we're just so hardwired as Nebraskans of, like, we did this for a long time. It was like, run the ball, wear people down, play great defense, and you— Don't like, make mistakes. Don't make mistakes, yeah. and when you got to lead, like, you're hard to beat. Like, that was our M.O. for a long time, and it's really hard when you don't, like, see that happening— and then you see other teams doing it to us. Let's let's go to the other side of the ball because I thought I'm not so sure the most disappointing thing outside of the horrendous onside kick decision, the most disappointing thing of this game was the defense to me. Yeah, I, Nick, I, I really wasn't disappointed in the offense. I wasn't yeah. disappointed like at all. You can say we didn't run the ball. I wasn't disappointed in that. We scored a touchdown, got 100 yards. I'm not that disappointed. I'm disappointed in the defense. I assumed. The, I made the mistake. I assumed the defense was there. Like we I, always do, we make assumptions like we aren't well, there yet. Well, here's the thing is, because here's here's where I I thought there'd be a, a drop a drop off. Yeah. I didn't, but it was just a matter of degrees. I just thought that it wouldn't be such a, a big step back. I was always worried because... Again, I made the tunnel walk gassing up those dudes last year. 
I was always way higher on that defense last year than maybe a lot of other people were. And I, it's only one game, but that that defense looked not just worse, dramatically worse than it did a year ago. Yeah. Like, I, that's as bad as it's looked in a really long time to me. And the stats kind of back it up. Because, again, don't get – like, Northwestern offensively, this was a bad, bad offense last year. They ranked the 125th in scoring offense a year ago, averaging 16 points yep. per game. Uh, and here were their stats. They had 214 yards rushing. They had 313 yards passing. It, it, it had been 41 games since Northwestern threw for over 300 yards. Mm-hmm. The five that give Northwestern had 528 total yards. This was courtesy of Mitch Sherman. This little nugget here 528 total yards given up is the third most in the Frost era behind 2018 Wisconsin. They had Jonathan Taylor and 2019 Ohio State. They had Justin Fields. Yeah, this was Nick Helinski and you know, a bunch of like, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, Helinski played well, and he had some guys drop balls, too. I mean, yes. it, it, here's what I'll say. I'll give Northwestern credit. I thought they schemed us well. I, right. I I could tell we were struggling to find an answer for what they were doing to us. Um, so I think I think you you know they outcoached us. Uh and I think, you know, we we got you know, by the end of the game, we couldn't stop the run. You know, we just couldn't. I think our D line uh, has a long way to go. Um, we were here. Me and you were making fun of our boy walking from Lubbock the other week. Yeah, but they need is, Devin Drew or something. They, they need someone. No, no. no, no. My, my issue with guys that show up three weeks before the game or transfers that haven't been here, like. I'm happy to have them. Glad they're on the team. They're not ready to go. Like those right. guys, hopefully, will be able to contribute. But like, you can tell when they would bring in the subs. Like, we, I was watching like who was getting pushed out of gaps, and it was just like we were getting pushed out of gaps. Right. And then the line, if you saw the linebackers, they were just they were back deep, and then they were trying right. to and then. And, the, and we didn't tackle well. Let's oh, talk about man. that. I, I, mean, I mean, we didn't what, tackle. Explain that. I mean, because that was that was our along with the the pass rush being non-existent. The tackling was horrible. Yeah, and it's just there were a couple. There's been a couple of things as we've talked about and bragged on the defense's steady progression and improvement. The one thing that I have always been impressed with with Nebraska under Chenander and during their their year by year is like the physicality and the tackling has typically been good. pretty good. Yeah. And uh when you when you think about you you mentioned the schemed and that might be what it was. I saw more bus. Like clear like something where their their one touchdown pass like some it was a bust or yeah. it was even even the play where Nebraska forces the fumble. Dude goes untouched until he fumbles. Yeah. He goes 15 yards, doesn't get touched. So I saw more bus. Yeah, and that, and and that comes more with missed tackles. And the reality is is like a bunch of new dudes have never played before like right. Nick, this stuff like it sucks to say it happens when you got new guys, right? right. Uh the hard part for me is like cuz like let's talk about I mean that 
because it happened in like the the first quarter that bust for a touchdown. I mean, Nick, we lost by three, three, right? Like that's an easy seven. That was the easiest seven of the whole game. It might have been the easiest seven. I, I'm even racking my brain from like a year ago. I'm not sure I can remember a touchdown that was that. Nick, easy. It's one of the easiest we've ever given up. And, and that's the stuff that's very underrated about like when you just don't communicate right, you know? And so I think there's a, like, we didn't tackle well. We were sloppy with that. That's the first game thing. Communication, not good in a lot of fronts. And I heard even Mathis talking about like calls were coming in late. Right. Like the communication was a problem, right? That comes from new dudes. Yes. That's a part of having new dudes. So like new dudes are great. They're going to save your team, right? Except for it's really hard to communicate when we're all new dudes. And the la- the one thing about last year is there was like no new dudes. It was, no new dudes. It was unbelievable continuity. Everybody that was basically on the field last year defensively was on the field a year ago. And, and yeah. what, we, like one of the things that a lot of people talk about, like, man, Nebraska looks like they're loafing. Nebraska looks like they're slow. Well, th- there were a couple of loafs you saw, but like – the lack of communication and not being on the same page will make you not play fast. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think we we're, we're like, it's hard to be really good when you're a bunch of new dudes. First game of the year with new dudes is always bad. Um, but I also like we got out schemed and out physical on top of it. So, I mean, and a lot of it, there's also like just, there was a lot of one-on-one tackling situations where Nebraska whiffed. Yeah. We did, and we're usually good there, and we, we just didn't do a good job. I mean, my boy, I love Henrich, and Henrich just had a really bad game. He had a really I mean, bad it, game. It happens, but and he was. He's, he's, he's a great guy. And he, like, we saw him last year, like, you know, not do that most of the time. And so. Well, that's the um, thing that, that is, uh, you know, the pass rush thing. And, you know, I really, 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 and I'm not saying, again, it's one game. Like, it's one game. One game does not make who you are forever. Yeah, but I mean, I really bought into. I mean, I made a song called "Mathis Got Sacks" in the whole. Pa- I bought into but, but, Garrett Nelson, Mathis, Tanner. But I here's where I'll defend those guys. I do think the scheme that Northwestern ran. Like I watched one, uh, like the first third down. I was like, oh, this is like third and long. They're gonna tee off. They had two backs that came and like double team chopped there. Like they schemed those guys, and you see every play was like a a run pass right. where they and held those guys. Level, it was like they'd have two different levels of a boot. Yeah. And the and the linebackers struggled with bootlegs and finding guys. Because that's all if, communication reads. All that stuff does is slow down. Like, they rarely were like, we're going to line up, drop back, right. and throw deep pass. Like, it was all quick, you know, picks. They're picking our, yep. our linebackers. Or, or throwing to play action. Yeah. So, it was a great scheme, Nick. Like, they say... Look, the strength of their defense is probably Mathis, Nelson, and Tanner. Tanner, uh, yeah, I mean that's probably our strength right now, um, along with Reimer and Henrich. And they made those guys just deal with garbage, you know, like they just didn't let them line up and play. And I thought it was a great scheme on their part, but yeah, they uh, they made those guys talk and communicate. And the last thing they they got to do was just like. Hey, my name's O'Shawn Mathis. I'm going to get in a four-point stance and, yeah, and right. try to get around the edge. Like he got to do that like what twice, two or three times in the whole game, maybe. Right. And so like they schemed it right and we were not ready to, you know, adjust. Right. Yeah, I mean it's the it the D-line felt like they got pushed around, especially down the stretch for them to 
what was it that I mean they Northwestern didn't throw the ball after I think they, after they went up thirty one to twenty eight I don't think they threw the ball again. No, they were they and, did a great job. They had a good line, good line, good backs. I thought the backs ran hard. Those guys freaking they ran hard. And so you're, I mean it's a little concerning with the D line. Uh, again, the secondary and maybe it's just the communication stuff. There were more busts. And the one thing about like Cam Taylor Britt, Deontay Williams, Dismuke. Like, especially Deontay Williams and Dismuke, those guys were pretty sure, like, sure-handed tacklers. Yeah. Like, they would come down the alleys and and into the, and and come downhill and, like, stick running backs more often than not. Yeah. And I think it was Marcus Buford maybe that said, uh, he said something about, like, there's practice speed and there's game speed. And he goes, and he goes, I, he basically was being honest, like, look, it was his first game. He's never played before. Right. And he said it was like, look, it's different. And it, it is. It just is like your eyes almost have to adjust to something new. Right. And, you know, like I I just could see that was like, like same way I said our running backs don't have their feet under them. Like our our guys had the first game skills. Jello legs. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's jello. Everything's hard. It's like the angles are terrible. Like you don't wrap up and hold it. Just everything you make everything harder than it needs to be because it's the first game and you just you're just it's just like oh you got so but much I, jitters. So we talk about how we walked away and again everything's relative to your expectation level. I thought the offense I didn't have a huge a very high expectation level for them so they exceeded it. Now I was all, I've been a little concerned that the defense wasn't going to be as good as it was last year, but I still had a decent again you use the word assume. I assumed that they still would be pretty solid. They fell woefully short of what I was expecting. What's your concern level with the defense? My concern so DBs I don't know how concerned I am right now with the DBs. So they're kind of the big question mark for me cuz they weren't terrible. They had the one bust that was bad. Um, communication issues, right? New guys, that's going to be the issue with them. Can they talk? Um, linebackers are the same guys. I know what they are. They should be better than last year, even though they didn't. nobody had a good game. Right. Okay? The D-line, like w- the season is will be make or break on the D-line. Like if, you know, I think Feist is a hard worker, but he's also a small guy. Uh, I'm a little concerned how he'll hold up if they're going to have him, you know, in their two gapping or, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, and then the new guys uh, outside of Robinson, you know, so when drew Nash. and then Nash, uh, the, the polar bear, like, like can any of those guys help Robinson out right now? Cause I feel like if Robinson's not in the field, I'm a little concerned. So I, I think when and drew can be players potentially, I just think they're new and they're just not – it's just like it's hard right now. And Even I though mean, you think, well, it's just a D lineman. It's like you got to be in the right gap and you got to know what's coming against our defense. Like how to adjust to what they're going to do to us. And we didn't – we weren't doing that. Well, and the reality is like – and this is just – this is football in general. Like it doesn't matter how good you are in the back seven defensively. If you're not good on the D line, it's hard. It sucks. Nick – as a as a linebacker, the guy in front of me was so much more important than the guy behind me. The yeah. guy behind me, I'm like, all right, clean it up if it gets to you, whatever. Right. If the guy in front of you isn't a stud, your year is a long year because then those big dudes get 
pushed into you or there's free releases and you got linemen in your face. And then it's just hard to play football. Like, but when the guy in front of you is really good, he keeps him off you or pretty much he makes the play. Uh, or he, it's also like keeping people in the, like if those guys can stay in their gaps. It's easy to stay in your gap. Yeah, Cause it's so hard many, when you get out of your gap. Right. Cause that was, it just like the, the classic, like rhymer, like shooting in there and getting a guy like, there weren't even opportunities. It didn't even feel like there were opportunities. It just felt like there was a ton of traffic around Henrich and Reimer the whole game. Because they either were doing those polling things, which were they executed well, play, you know, the 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 layered yep, yep. play action. Or this is what they were doing where they would double team one like one of our tackles. Like I, I think they were picking on the smaller guys. They double team one of those tackles, and the the double teamer knocks that guy out of their gap. And then moves up to the linebacker. And so then there's two guys that get out of their gaps, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So it looks like he's in his gap until the the double teamer pushes him over. And then this guy like. Yep. So I I saw that happen a few times. And I was just like, oh, man. What happened on the play? It might have been third and ten. And the guy squirted up the middle. It looked like Henrich and Reimer either both went in the wrong gap. Remember, it was in the second half. Right up the gut. Was that more on those two guys? Or I think that might be the one I'm talking Maybe about. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Because like, it looks like then they like it looked like it was on Reimer and Henrich, but Maybe it wasn't. It's it, really it's so the hardest thing to do in football, I've been told, is if you are a defensive tackle, essentially like, can you take on a double team? And then once that guy splits it, you got to be able to come back out and stay in your gap and make the tackle. I think that's the hardest thing to do physically in football. Right. Take on makes two, sense. two 320 yeah. pound guys are trying to move you. You you have to hold your ground and then stay in a gap. It's it's incredibly tough. But but the problem is is like if you can do it, you can stop throwing a seven. If you can't do it, like it's really hard to play defense. Right. It's just it's it's amazing. What was it? It was. Nebraska had zero sacks, and I think they ended up with two TFLs. Yeah. So just, I mean, just we didn't. There was much, no Nick. havoc. There was no disruption, and that's concerning. But you know, it, their scheme but again, it might have been the yeah. scheme. Yeah, their this scheme is kept good. us from blitzing. Their scheme kept us from teeing off. Right. Um. I think like we can say it's all us not showing up, but like I mean, Nick, this they're players too. Like Northwestern was better than I thought they'd be. They were better than last year for sure. Well, yeah, and they just like the reality is they looked like a well-coached team. They played they played well too. I mean, for them, um I think they just they executed re- I mean, offensively they've they haven't played like that in a long time. Yes. Uh anything else with the defense? Um but I I, I think yeah. I think we're we're spot on in that like I'm not going to let one game be like all of a sudden now I'm flipping and I'm like, oh, Henrich is not good. Reimer. No, those guys are good. It just. Yeah, those it, guys. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of I guess it is a good point. It's good to talk to you about like that. It was a little bit of the scheme of what Northwestern was doing. And then there's also just a reality to like if if you're if the D lines getting taken out of gaps yeah. or getting blown off the ball. Good luck. Yeah, I think it just it's. It's the first game, and we 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 didn't play well, in my mind, in terms of 
our communication and our tackling, right? The tackling and physically, we, we you know wasn't great. It wasn't like we just got absolutely walloped. Every I mean, we just weren't we weren't great. Um, but we also got to give credit. Like Northwestern did a, a good job too. Couple, can I can I uh, give a couple of other things here for moving yeah. off the defense? Um, couple of the two things mainly. And maybe someone that watches other games closely can help me out. You can tweet at me, whatever. Like Nebraska, it's the way. And I was I was kind of hoping with a new new coaches that the some of the rotation things would would make more sense. Do other teams trot two or three different guys back to return a, a punt in a game? Mm, I think they do. I don't necessarily. I just don't watch other teams close enough to be able to 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 pay attention to that because it just and this is a little thing. It just like either Trey Palmer's your punt returner. Yeah. I guess I'm just not a fan of like if it's a fair catch situation. Now we're gonna go with Oliver Martin. Like just a weird conceding. It's a weird conceding <laughs> to like. Okay, Trey Palmer's like okay. He's either he's sure-handed enough to be the punt returner, or he's not. A muffed yeah. punt at the ten or at the twenty-five is a muffed punt. Either you can, yeah. either we trust you to catch the ball, or we don't. Yeah, that is. It's very... an annoying thing to me I, that I, for years we have seen multiple different dudes and like kick returners. We had like and three multiple people... different kick returners. It's like, what is this? Why? Why doesn't the guy that returns kicks? Always return the kick. Explain that to me. Help me out because it's this is a, as a guy that maybe it's just because my dad was a punt returner and like deep like in my like subconscious I love punt returns. But we grew up on yeah. you know Dewan Gross and different dudes. He returned were, like, every punt. Yeah, and did in all of the 2001 season, did any motherfucker not named Dewan Gross go back to return the kick? Uh, I would say unless the game was over. I guess don't get it. Help me understand unless what the, the unless thought process is. Still like we're is trying to rotating returns. We're trying to figure out who our guy. See, is I just now. don't like that. Like if yeah. you, you know, don't give me this. Like, well, I'm gonna let him figure it out. No, who's the best guy? You know who the best guy is. If it's Trey Palmer, it's Trey Palmer. Yeah, I. It's just a little thing that drives me nuts. But it's also it spills into another thing that drives me nuts. The, for years, it seems like there's this. And whether this is Frost or or I don't know, this is why the whole the the new staff thing it's it's tough to understand. It feels like Nebraska for years just has zero command of who they want on the field in big moments, zero command. Yeah, where you go back, like I mean, how is that ball going to Wyatt Lever to end the game? Even the crossing route that Martinez missed against Michigan, that ball's going to Wyatt Lever. A huge third down against Ohio State last year. Where it might have been fourth down. They went for it. Who did the ball go to? Not Samari Ture. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Same thing even Oliver Martin. The ball goes out of his... Like, the two interceptions yeah. were thrown to Martin and Lever. Yep. It, even, like, the ball... Those balls got to go to Palmer or Garcia Castaneda. And then, and I get it. You can say they're like Nick. They're like, well, okay. Well, then, if it's that easy to take away guys, then why doesn't everybody do that? I mean, I here, here's here's what I'll say is like in the like here's what I know what you're getting at, and because I got two other things with it. What, what I would agree with you is like when it's the last or when it's like the make or break play, 
get it to your best player. I think the it's hard when it's just like, okay, we're driving and they come out in this defense. Like there should be like a guy open, right? I mean, you got to throw it to the open guy. But right. it's like if it's the play where it's like, look, we're going to our good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's third and long and we got it, we, we got to have it. Let's let's go to our guy. But if it's like second and second and six, and they come out in this formation, like take take what they give you. Well, then okay, I mean, th- then the other thing too is like Brody Belt all of a sudden is in the game catching back to back passes in the fourth quarter when he was he had he even been on the field. That I get it's yeah, hard yeah. it's hard for me to be like Nick. Why are you nitpicking? He came in and made a positive play. I guess my point is, is like if you're good enough to come in and make an impact in the fourth quarter, down thirty-one to twenty-eight. Where were you the whole game? Yeah, some, and sometimes I feel like they do that with like a running back. They bring like a running back. A random guy. So I'm saying, yeah. like, and then even even Logan Smothers sits. Yeah. For four quarters, comes in, down thirty-one to twenty-eight. Runs one play, gets nine yards, comes out of the game. Like, I don't understand it. And again, I'm not like, again, it was, yeah. these are Brody belt had two straight positive plays. So I'm not complaining. I mean, you can't complain about a positive play. It's just this, like, it makes, there's seemingly not a rhyme or reason to some of these rotate, whether it's the punt returner thing, the kickoff returner thing. Here's Brody belt in two enormous spots in the fourth quarter. Here's, Let's go with Smothers down 31-28, first well, that, down. To so come that up, like, was uh, – here's where I'll defend the Smothers, right? Because you – know, and I'll use a, the anti-Smothers example as well. So the Smothers, it's okay because they plan – we're going to get them in the game at some point because they want to have another but quarterback. But you want to do that at 31-28 in the fourth quarter? Why not 14-3 in the second quarter? necessarily. I would agree with that more. But, but you know what? It actually wasn't bad to just – Throw Northwestern, get, you know, because we were off rhythm, right? Right. It was a change of pace to get Northwestern sort of back to like, oh, yeah, we have to defend this, you know, the shit that worked on them last year. Right. I think they spent a lot of time on it, right? So it was sort of like, we're going to do that again. And then we're going to go back to Thompson to like just get them out of rhythm, maybe, right? So I'm not against that. Here's what I am against. I'm against, remember they brought in McCaffrey against Iowa yes, two years end. ago? That was in like the two-minute or four-minute drill. The, that's a no-no to me. That's a no-no in that moment because that's the moment you give the keys to your quarterback and say, you got to go win me the game. Right. You don't, take, you don't take the ball out of his hands for another quarterback in that moment. I'm actually, I was fine with it at that moment. I, I thought it was like, is Thompson hurt? But I think it was planned. We want to get him in. They were going to run it. It's another way of running the ball. They were going to throw. If he, I, if he would have thrown it, Nick, I'd been like, what are you doing? But but here's the thing. It's like, I think I understand it less that he only was in for one play. But Nick, he is a run. Think of it as like, this but I'm is saying a run. He, he went in there and he got nine yards. Yeah. But it was a run. The idea was like, Nick, he was never going to be able to throw the ball. So the idea was we want to bring him in, get him, you know, like, Get him into the game this year in case we're going to need him at some point. And he's going to run the ball and give them a totally different thing to deal with in the run game. So, like, because it's a, a run and a run only, that's why I'm okay with it. If he was going to throw it once or twice, like if he did a three-play series. It's more about, like, I feel like I'm not making my point right. I'm making it, like, it's it's less, it's, it's, it's more of, like, the spirit of the decision of, like, if you're good enough to be in the game, Correct. Where, where were you? 
Nick, but and that, so it's just weird. It's just like I get it more with the other guys. Like if Brody Belt doesn't play for three quarters, why is he getting yeah. crunch time throws in the fourth quarter? I just don't. I, don't I would agree with that. But the quarterback thing is different because it's a running quarterback coming in to do like almost like a Wildcats like play. Right. To him. That's different than hey, guess who we're going to target in the fourth quarter? Wyatt Lever, who hasn't seen a ball thrown to him this year. You know, like. Okay, that is a that's different, and I agree with you. And so it's just a, it, but it's just been this trend for a long time of like, for me, it just feels like there's been this head scratching way that Nebraska handles who's returning punts, who's returning kicks, who's in the backfield, who's getting the ball in a big spot, who's on the field in the fourth quarter, who ends up being the guy that's like. It just it's it's hasn't and I thought maybe okay now with Whipple here maybe some of that stuff will change and it just was perplexing to me I don't I well, don't he, here but he, this is where I'm I'm with you but more in the terms of like I think guys get good with more reps so like the more times you get catches the better you are at catching the ball in games and like when you always have too many guys going in and out. It's like everybody has their first first game drop. Then, like we all got to get our drop in this year, right? You yeah, know, Palmer so like, had a drop early yeah. in the game, and it's so just like it's, get your drop out, and then like now you're good. But then when you keep bringing in new guys, guess what? They're gonna probably do. Oh God, it's my first time. I I oh sorry about right. that. Like it, you know, we're, we're gonna play six running backs. We're gonna have six running backs that are gonna be like, oh man, I just haven't found my rhythm yet. Right. And like, give it to a guy a lot because then they get in rhythm. They get good at seeing the holes. Because like, I also think, like, we talk about, like, be confident, be confident. Okay, like, and I, like, I'm, I'm maybe probably overdoing it here, but, like, Trey Palmer, all right, punt, punt team, punt return team, get out there. Trey, no, we need to really catch this one. <laughs> Oliver, get out there. Unless somebody's tired. Hey, if you're too tired to do it, get somebody else in. If you're not... You're our guy. That's the way it should be. It just, it, the, there, there are certain rotational things that it wasn't, this wasn't just an isolated thing. It's like the ball has ended up going to certain players in big spots over the years that are, that's perplexing to me. And then it's just interesting. Brody Belt comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden he's like, it's like, where, where, I mean, he looked good too. Like, where were you the whole game? But it's know. just a, I, it's, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just like, I, I want, want my I, I want my good guys touching the ball. I want to play fewer all the guys time. more. Yeah, yeah. And again, if you are good enough to touch the ball down three in the conference opener, okay, that's fine. But like, I would have probably liked to have seen you earlier in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I, I mean, are I, almost like, <laughs> like. Okay, you got you got to rotate some, right? Like receivers get tired. You got to bring in guys, right? But like, it's also like you made you made a point. Like in crunch time, like in crunch time, where's the ball going? Like the crunch time, we get less we get less breaks, you know. And um, guess who made every crunch time catch five years ago? Jordan Westerkamp did. Yeah. yeah. Everybody and their mom knew where the rock was going, and Tommy got the ball to Jordan Westerkamp. Yeah. So don't give me this shit about like, well, you know, they're really gearing up on Trey Palmer. You know where they weren't gearing up on Jordan Westerkamp? Like they don't like. I guess I'm just I don't. It, it just in a, so many big moments, the ball has not gone to Austin Allen or to Samari yeah. Ture or to Trey Palmer, 
And it goes back to, and I get things aren't always this simple, but they're not this complicated. It's the whole Nick Saban line that I love of one of his big lessons in coaching is when you get in the crunch time and you get into a big spot in the game, don't think plays, think players. Yeah. And to me, that's something that could get worked on. Yeah, and I, like I said, and I, I, it's been a couple of years now. It's like we just don't got a running back. Like I just, I can't. Like it bothers me. Right. And what's hard is what, what's funny is I, I was I mean, surprised. Yeah. I was surprised when I looked at the the carry breakout. Yeah, I didn't that it seem seemed like more. That. Did, yeah, because one of the things I was gonna complain about also with this rotation was like pick a running back, go with them. They picked. Well, Grant, they kind of yeah. did, I guess, when yeah. you look at the stats, but it didn't feel like that. Because they changed his numbers, so I kept thinking it wasn't Grant. That's why. Right. Like, well, and it just even though. It just seemed like there were a lot of different running backs on the field to me. Yeah. But there really weren't, so no. I must be making stuff up in my head. Um, yeah. So just like what we thought, if Nebraska were to lose this game, the obituaries were going to come out. Yeah. And they pretty much are coming out, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, shoot, I mean, Frost, the line of questioning after the game, I mean, he got asked, I granted it was by like an Irish reporter of like, if things keep going poorly, are you <laughs> ever going to know? Let me ask him. Did he even know about Nebraska football? Or he just read one article like, they're going to fire this guy apparently. Like, like, so he's maybe I better get, ask him about getting fired. I'm getting the sense <laughs> that this guy might get fired. Are Do you, you think you're going to get sir, <laughs> Are you going to get fired? Because I don't know. <laughs> like, was that Irish guy even a reporter? Or was he just like drinking a Guinness, like walking by like, who's this? Oh, it's another, that's hold the on, football coach from America. Any other questions? Like, yeah, I got a question. Who is this guy? And is, I'm getting the feel like he's like going to get fired. Do they want to fire you? Like, Excuse me, sir. Are you ever going to get fired? Sir, guy with the leprechaun hat and Guinness down there. What's your question? I think you're next. <laughs> oh, I just want to ask the coach. You're going to get fired or what? They're going to con you? They're going to give the old... Uh, Shamrock Shank, you know, <laughs> you old, uh, they'll throw you out with the with the old haggis and the. Oh, oh man, it would make sense because did you hear about the the snafu with the internet in the stadium? They gave out free Guinness. They gave out, they gave out free beer because the internet was down, so the card reading machines went down, and and you got you nothing's as <laughs> Ireland more like. We'll just the give credit, them <laughs> the credit card machines are down. I'm like ah fuck it, just give them the free beer. They just give them. I mean. Does that not make you want to go to Ireland just yes. because of the principle? The machines go down, and their solution was, "Well, just give them the beer and don't make them pay I feel like for every it." Every other stadium would be like, "Sorry, no, no." But Nick, I, Ireland was like, "Nick, there's not our a stadium are, in the them world. Beer, give, them no, give them no beer. How could you be that cruel? Gosh, you expect them to sit through this game with no beer? Poor guy's gonna get fired." <laughs> The team of the red with the coach that keep talking about firing? All right, first of all, to you, Scott Frost, what's your drink? Ma'am, let's get this guy a drink. And are you going to get fired? <laughs> quick question. Quick question after your Guinness. Free Guinness, of course. Give you a, you look like you need a beer. You, you know, whenever I, I got fired last week, I was working at the old hula hands. And you know what? They got, uh, they got all sorts of rules. I broke them. They fired me. Had a Guinness, felt not so bad about the next day. My solution every time I've been fired. A Guinness. Here you go, lad. <laughs> But that's what it... The best way to improve a day after getting fired, have a Guinness. <laughs> Welcome to Ireland. But seriously, <laughs> I love how the one Irish reporter asked the most, and it was just like, are you what do you, Are you going to get fired? <laughs> every every American reporter's like, this guy's on something. Just yeah, ask him. Just, just, I mean, just no innuendo. Maybe they, all, no. maybe they didn't want to be... No one wanted to ask that question, and like Sip was like, hey, hey, come here. Sip First of all, do you, have a, do you guys have an Applebee's? <laughs> I'm looking for it. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. 
Can you ask him if he's going to get fired? Thanks, man. I can see Sip like he had like 12 Guinnesses with the Irish guys. He's like, come with me. I need you for a minute, Mr. Guy. We're going to dress you up like a reporter. Come with me. Ask him if he's going to get fired. We don't want to do that and piss him off too much early. But, But like we thought, the reaction has been what we anticipated it to be. Pat yeah. Forty eviscerated Frost. Uh, Pat, Pat Forty's credibility with talking about Nebraska is a zero. I mean, Pat Forty is just like he... When the onside kick happened, he was like, Yes! All right. My column. Why Scott Frost is the stupidest person on the No, he had written the column. Scott Frost is terrible, and this is why he should be fired. And he didn't have his thing yet. He needed he to have the his, game. Like, I need the thing. Where's the thing? Oh, and then Got his onside lead. kick told me. He's like, good. In the good, third I- quarter, he kicked an onside kick, and he should be fired. Send. You know? Yeah. But everybody's ripping him. And there's a part of, I guess, one of the questions I asked you before, and we were going to save it for the pod, do you, leaving the first game from last year compared to this year, from so Illinois lost last year compared to this Northwestern loss, do you... Compare and contrast those two. Do you feel better about things? Did you feel better about things after the Illinois loss in the season? Or do you feel better about them now? Like, um, I think I feel better than I did against Illinois because I think the muffed punt and the fumble. <laughs> you remember how bad that was? Yes. Nick, that was terrible. The muff punt was enough to just send you over the edge. Yeah. But the this year's muff punt was the onside kick. That was, yeah. But see, that's where I'm almost, I feel better when it's, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. We had a lead. We were up 11 in the third quarter. Uh, up 11 twice in the game. That That's what I think is different. I think I'm, I was so surprised that the offense was better than I expected that I... I don't feel as bad as because I think last year I was like we we're gonna do it. And the defense looked good for a half and then it was terrible. And Martinez and the offense and a few like it was just like everything went wrong at Illinois. This game was like not everything went wrong. It was just like ah, just hang on, you know, like just don't beat yourself at the end. And we did. Here's the hard part is. And this is getting too into the in too deep with the question I posed. I think there always was last year the elephant in the room about how you felt about the season. The schedule had a lot to to do with that. You knew like crap. Still got to play Michigan, Ohio State. Got to play Oklahoma. You got to go to Michigan State. You know, like the schedule was such that you were like, man, wins are going to be hard to come by. This was you needed this win. So that made you feel worse about things last year. But if we're talking about just the team, I felt better about the team last year coming out of the Illinois game because I felt like at like all everything else can be crappy, but I know the defense is going to be like pretty consistently okay. Hmm. That's tough cuz like cuz like I don't know what I would say I can hang my hat on like or can, do you feel confident enough to be like I can hang my hat on and be confident that Casey Thompson for the next 11 games is going to be... Not yet, but I'm getting close. I am too. I'm actually like... I I, too. I went I'm... from not confident at all to like, I'm almost there with him. Like right. he, he showed me a lot in one game. So I, I that's where like... 
this season, the schedule is still in our favor for about eight games here. We have eight games to get some wins. Yes. And it's going to be a tough November. There's no way of getting around November. Those teams have been our kryptonite. We'll see them in November. The rest of the season, it's up for grabs if we're willing to go do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, so that's where I'm like, Nick, the schedule makes me feel better about Agree. this year than last year. Agree. And you might be right. We might have been more of a, I don't know, I don't know. I don't think there's any sound. one thing about this year's team that I'm confident in to the degree that I was like, the defense is going to be like decent. Yeah, but we didn't know how decent we were even after that first game. Nick, but, but if the, you remember the that Illinois game, there was, like, there was the there was the the scoop fumble. Yeah. There was a couple like a guy dropped a dime and had a touchdown. Like it was like an unbelievable throw and catch where you just go. Pfft. Yeah, and, but, but I I still think our defense as the year went on, we went man, we're stonewalling good teams. Oh. We didn't know after Illinois yet. No, so that's where I'd say, you know, we I think we look back and think. We yeah, it's easy to defense. say no, but but we I was didn't always, know the defense was that good. But for me, it's too early. Again, it's too early to completely just dig Frost's grave and start getting the funeral arrangements. It set. ain't over yet because there's still are eleven yet. games left. It's August twenty eighth today, and again, for everybody that said it was over last year after the Illinois game, there were numerous chances to flip the script at Oklahoma, at Michigan State, Michigan at home, like. Not to mention the Iowa game or the Ohio State game that that were both victory was in the grasps and slipped away. Yeah. My point is, it's easy to feel like it's over now. Guys, there are 11 games left. Really, the schedule is set up to to help us, to help this team for where they're at. Because right now, they need time. They got two weeks against teams they sh- you know that are they should beat. <laughs> yeah, no, at this and, point you're like uh, I think they will. I mean, they're going to they're they'll beat these two teams. Will they play good? We'll see. To be determined, right? Uh then they got Oklahoma. That's still that's going to be very very tough with the talent they got. Um but and then you got an Indiana team that's like mm. Indiana, well we got Indiana Rutgers, Purdue, Purdue. Illinois like these are games that are going to be like Northwestern well, in my also, in my mind. Well, but exactly. But I, and it also makes these next two weeks. You can poo poo them. They're the two least ex- exciting games on the schedule. These next two weeks are really important to get whether it's the communication, all yes. that stuff. Like they need to make big strides the next two weeks. Well, they always say the the biggest jump you make is between week one and week two. Yep. Um, that's where I mean we could have played you know roast beef state week one. Would have been huge for us, I think. But like I said, that's not the cards we were dealt. We played Northwestern. Right, you deal with they it. They did it- the job to beat us. They did it. They played a perfect game for them. Almost. Almost perfect for them. And they beat us. Um and it's either we're gonna fold uh or we're gonna do what we should do, which is like just keep getting better. You have a very manageable schedule and go win some ball games. I mean, it's it's week one. We always do this. We catastrophize the whole year, but like, give them some time. It's a lot. There are eleven games yeah. left. Give them some time. The thing that's unfortunate is like, it just we already know is a hot seat season, but there was a chance to kind of like not completely cool it off, but not make that the center of the conversation if you would have won against Northwestern. But immediately now. 
the the shift and the and the conversation for Frost in the hot seat gets cranked back up right away. Yeah, we got to live in a non hot seat world for all of zero games. No, and now it's back to it. <laughs> yeah, and so you just it's. That's a you lived it with with Bill Callahan where it's like it's hard when the climate around the program is what's going to happen with this guy. Yeah. And there's and there's that. So the morale, the confidence, the climate are things that I'm concerned with now for for the time being. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, the, the, the part that's hard is like. Like the difference between like these players getting to just get better and improve every week, you know, without distractions from the outside versus with the, the whole, like, is your coach? Like, that's the stuff that like, I hope doesn't creep into like giving these guys a chance. Cause that's what makes it, it makes you nervous. Like, I mean, again, we, we, we realized that it was, you know, drunk. Uh, how you doing? My name's O'Hulahan. I'm from the Drunk Irish Times. You look like a lad that's going to, now we joked that that was the conversation, but like <laughs> drunk Irish Times, drunk Irish Times, Oh, head story. Beer? Really good. <laughs> but the headline of every week is, ooh, man, was drunk, man but had drunk. great beer. Great escape to you mentally. Have you tried Guinness? That's our top story. Welcome to Irish Times. Times. The drunkest guy this week, Peter McMilligan. So drunk. Stumbled home to the wrong house three consecutive nights, and his wife uh, threw him out. Why don't we just report on that? <laughs> In the Drunk Irish Times, they hand out the drunk guy of the week. <laughs> they hand out the award. The drunk guy of the week. What'd you say? The they drunk, were Peter, Peter Mc- McMilligan. <laughs> drunk of the week. <laughs> Peter McMilligan is our winner again at the Drunk Irish Times. Well, drunk guy of the week. Just incredible performance on his part. Oh my god! <laughs> drunk, Irish, <laughs> drunk Irish Times. What a, I I want to subscribe to that newspaper, the Drunk Irish Times. You get the hammered column of the week. <laughs> you write it hammered, just nonsense ranting. Yeah. The just, government. Oh, can I believe that they told me I couldn't have another another pint of Guinness? Come on, look at the government. I can't have another pint of Guinness. It's outrageous. This is all these. Oh, but but anyways, the fact that. The players, like, they see that, like, their coach got asked about stepping down. Would you ever step down? I mean, what kind what of... Got, like, that kind of a question, though. It's is kind like, of what a you... dick... It's kind of a dick question. I don't even think the Drunk Irish Times asked that question. <laughs> but, like, it's a dick question. Like, let's, like, go up to, a, like, anybody and be like, do you just think you're so terrible at your job you should leave? <laughs> you ever consider that you're... Like, what a dick. Hey, real quick. You're such a loser. You ever consider just like fucking just driving into <laughs> driving to the sea, taking a boat, and just jumping out of the boat when you get in the middle of the ocean? Do you ever do you ever just like think about like leaving your family just for your family's sake? Because because it's, it's like, like what like what are you t- like to save your wife from having to divorce you? Like what? Why don't you just leave? You ever consider just leaving to make the world a better place? <laughs> I mean, it's like how freaking I know, raw- but, but nevertheless, like. Even though, even though the drunk Irish Times is on to something with that line of questioning, like I guess the are point. Get, but his is more curious. Like, are you gonna get fired? <laughs> <laughs> What's about this 
fired talk. Are they going to fire you? Sounds like somebody's going to get fired. These lines are questioning. They're not too happy with you, lad. Gosh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't lad. know much about American football, but it sounds like, do they want to fire you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at the pub if you want to talk about it. I'll buy you Guinness. See you later. Oh, I, I've been uh, threatening to be fired a couple times. If you need to talk to somebody, join me at uh, Oh Hands. Let me tell you Nobody's been fired more than me. I'm the editor of the Drunk Irish Times. <laughs> they fire me every week. I'm drunk. I'm drunk right now. Oh, getting fired. The irony of the editor of the Drunk Irish Times getting fired because he's drunk. But they always hire him back because they realize they're like, uh, what he's, he's, a damn, he's damn good. He understands what the Drunk Irish Times is all about. And we're going to hire again. He can't get too drunk now. I'm like, all right. I'll try my best. I'll try my best, but to celebrate, let's say we go get drunk. <laughs> but it's going to be, I mean, all that stuff's going to like, it's hard now for those guys to escape that reality. Yeah. And that's not good. That's, so I worry about that. I worry about the trench of the drunk Irish times. <laughs> oh, that's freaking funny. Peter McGilly. Peter McGilly. <laughs> oh, my God. The drunk guy of the week. <laughs> drunk of the week. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, hope we, I hope we find some Irish listeners out there. They'll oh, be that are so just, yeah. offended by this. this will be. Oh, man. The dr- <laughs> I, mean, I would be excited to read the Drunk Irish Times about drunk things and beer and different stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, a couple of things real quick. How about Nebraska? Bruschini punted pretty good. Nebraska's punter was like, yeah, that was good. We forgot Wisconsin, to. I mean, uh, Northwestern's was better. Northwestern's was like a freaking Nick sniper. Ba. Nick Ba was. Oh, I was secret. like, oh, God, I love that so much. But how come when we punt good, they punt better? Oh, I mean, the the punt to seal the game, dude hit it at the one-inch line and, sp- and it spun he back. He pulled out. He said, I'm going to hit the pitching. No, no, let me pull the sandwich. No, give me the 60 degrees. Seriously, he, it literally, it was like a. Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, like approach shot. It hit soft and bad. Like, I mean, it just like it's fell. like oh. wow, unbelievable. Great job. But Bushini punted the ball well. That's good. That's exciting. The other thing I wanted just because so we're covering everything, sneaky big play because we're the king of what if and like oh, what if this would have happened, man? We'd have, we'd have taken state if it wouldn't happen. Did you think? Garcia Castaneda's was Down. that a fumble? No, it was close. I Nick, thought that. So that I'm, I'm surprised we haven't talked about that because it's four. Real quick, it was 14 to 10 with 9:50 left in the second quarter, and it was a great scramble. Scramble from Casey Thompson. Garcia Castaneda got the ball to the 10 yard line. And you know what, like Nick, because I, I rewound that a dozen times and watched it. Knee was down. Then the ball got pulled out. I think the issue. Was it a new stadium across the world where there's less cameras there? Right. So there was not, we didn't have a good camera. There was basically two angles. They were like, less camera. Drunk Irish Times are like, we'll give you the front and the back angle. We got the top and the bottom. Never choosing from the side. (laughs) Stand up. Drunk Irish Times, I'll get dizzy if we go from the side. So let me go from the back into the front. Who's down there working the the sideline cameras? It's Peter McGilligan. He's drunk again. He's not on top. Please fire him. We better ask. Someone, <laughs> please notify the drunk Irish Times about this story. We better get someone on the story 
ASAP because a drunk guy just got fired. <laughs> oh my god! But it, no, we had two angles. We did. We had two angles, and that's why. And and, and then it becomes such a big. <laughs> Okay, we got to get it okay. together. Peter McGilligan yeah. in front of the camera. Peter McGilligan in front of the camera. But the big problem is they, they, uh, <laughs> they, when they make the call on the field, that it is a. That's the thing. The, the whole thing was that if, if they, w- it was a call on the field. It's a coin flip call. So if they give it to us, we get it. They yes. gave it to them. So if it wouldn't have been uh, ruled a fumble on the field, if they would have said the ruling on the field was the runner was down, yeah. the previous plays in review, w- there wasn't enough to overturn that's it either one way. That's just unlucky. That's because one that's that, so, if in the yeah. what if game, because I think Nebraska probably have scored there, and now they're up twenty-one ten. But yeah. whatever, I just I wanted to throw that in there as well. Uh, God, Lee, I mean, I'm I got tears I in my know. eyes from this I crap. Know. Anything else we missed? I mean, <sighs> I think we should go work for the Drunk Irish Times. Oh, right now. Peter McGilligan was up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, okay, so we were wondering. Do we feel? I don't know if I feel. I feel better, but I don't think I. I think I feel better just because we created a fictional character in I a fictional that, newspaper. Yeah, I think that's so that so it's misleading. We feel better, but it not. But that's what usually happens. We start no, you, somewhere. Okay, here's the we thing. end there. You made me feel better about the scheme that Northwest Northwestern ran. Created a lot of issues for the lack of pass rush and for the linebacker play. Um, yeah, Northwestern's not a bad team. I think people are people are making them about bad. them to like Watch, Northwestern. <laughs> hey, they're gonna beat some other people this year. Like I they're mean, gonna beat some. They're they're gonna be a player in the West, uh, just because they they're tough. I mean, they're a tough team. Yeah, I, I mean, the whole time the line of it being thir- Nebraska that's by thirteen was always just nonsense. We knew that's a terrible. That's a terrible line. And I think some people that infiltrated their mind of like. Well, Nebraska should blow this team out. It's like Northwestern's no. terrible. Like yeah. they're not terrible. They were not terrible. It's Pat Fitzgerald. Like, like we th- may have been more talented, but not that much more. Like barely. Well, and again, this is, was my point to you in the, in our preview pod of like, if it was this game was way more understandable to be to be clunky than the Illinois game was a year ago because the Illinois game you had a four year starting quarterback, you had tons of continuity on defense, you had a lot of returning guys. This year was going to be a bunch of new, so it was understandable if they went out and they were clunky in certain areas. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, so you you made me feel better about there are certain areas that Yeah. That it, you explained a little bit, I suppose. I, but I, I said and I I do just think like the more you talk about it and the more you talk about the season and the schedule, you just go, it's the first game. There's time. There's games that can be won. Like winning streaks don't have to always start in the place that you think they're going to start. Like, like the winning streak could start like somewhere else and you could reel off, you know, four or five games. Like you can do that. Yeah. It's just like you have to take the emotions down, take a breath, and just realize it's a long season. It's 11 or 11 more games to go. Again, I want everybody to really think about how they felt after that Illinois game. And then that's what I'm trying to like. Think about how you felt at Oklahoma. Think how you felt at Michigan State. Think how you felt against Michigan. If I mean, there were numerous opportunities where that season could have gone. Maybe it goes another direction. Yeah. And I get the whole woulda, shoulda stuff, but I'm just saying there were opportunities to change it. That's all I'm saying. So 
Oh, man. Do you want to go read the Drunk Irish Times? Yeah, I think we should, I should we take one last question. Uh, yes, you, you sir, down, oh, down know, the front. I, uh, this is uh, Peter McGilligan from the Drunk Irish Times. <laughs> you look like a guy that needs a beer. We'll talk about that in a second, but I'm getting the sense that you're going to get fired. A Huda Media Production.